what's up and welcome. I'm the crypto coach, Blockchain Wayne. This is another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto, sponsored by FIO. Now, FIO is making crypto easier for anyone to use. So diving right in, it's been a few weeks since I've done an episode. I just came back about a month ago to start doing episodes again after a six month break. And Hurricane Ida hit us, knocked us out for a few weeks without power for a few weeks. Just got internet back after four weeks of being out. So I wanted to jump back in because a lot's happened in the space and you need to be aware of it. Whether you've been in the space a while or you're just trying to figure out what, what's going on and you're new to this, it's vital that you understand what's happening with cryptocurrency as we move towards adoption, what's happening. Um, because, you know, five years ago when I started this journey of in the, in the cryptocurrency space, it was more about this is cool. This could potentially be the future. I feel we, everybody needs to learn about it. Now, I can tell you from what I see what's happening with current governments, current financial systems, there's an attack on our freedom and not just in, in cryptocurrency, but in general. And I say that because Bitcoin gives you freedom, freedom of choice. Cryptocurrency itself gives you the option to exit a broken system and choose which financial system you want to participate in. Now, cryptocurrency, like currency and money is just one application on the blockchain. There's so many other things that are being built within the blockchain space within, you know, it's going to utilize cryptocurrency, but there's a, it's a lot more than just money. So it's very important to pay attention to what's happened. It can create transparency and decentralization, uh, which decentralization gives you the option to exit a corrupt centralized system. When systems are centralized, they are easily corruptible. So decentralization gives you a better opportunity to participate in a system that's more fair, that has better rules. And that's where we're moving in this space. And there's an attack on cryptocurrency, uh, both in the US, both abroad. And anytime you hear that, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna spin it as it, it's, it's to protect you, but nothing has been done in, in those systems to protect you. It's all been about control. It's been about surveillance. It's been about maintaining power. And that's what's happening. And the reason I'm talking about this is in the last week, China announced another ban on Bitcoin. Now we saw two drops uh, in this past week, uh, the time of this recording in the cryptocurrency market. One was the global market, not just crypto, but everywhere in general dropped with fears of the Evergrande um, crisis in China. It's a re large real estate company, over $300 billion in debt, and they were at risk of defaulting on, on, on some of their debt, which could trigger a domino effect to other global markets that could be impacted as well. So there was a lot of people selling a lot of fear in the market. Then towards the end of the week, China announced a ban on all cryptocurrency activities. Now that was the Bank of China. Um, you have different rules come out from different organizations within China. The Bank of China announced that probably because they're, they're in the final stages of rolling out their own central bank digital currency and they want to make cryptocurrency transactions illegal. The problem is no matter how much they want to make it illegal, they can't stop it. And that is the power of cryptocurrency, but it's an attack on your freedom. Now, what's scary is in, even in the US, there are steps that are being taken to try to limit use of cryptocurrency, limit development of cryptocurrency, and that's an attack on your freedom. So you need to understand that it's important for us to understand. Like I said, five years ago, it was cool to learn. Now it's a necessity. You need to understand what Bitcoin is, what cryptocurrency is, how does blockchain potentially impact the world? And also, and once you understand that and you see those that are attacking it, you understand that those that are attacking it are attacking freedom. They're not attacking some weird digital internet money. No, they're attacking your freedom of choice 
and it's becoming more evident. Most of us will agree within the next five to 10 years, we will see probably a lot of these systems crumble, these, these traditional financial systems, these governments that are trying to control. You're starting to see it already. We're seeing it happen. I mean, Australia, you see, has been really, um, you know, really authoritarian in, in their in their protocols during this pandemic. And the people have had enough. They realize, and you're seeing you're seeing these rights. You're seeing people revolting. And I'm not saying that cryptocurrency is going to lead to that. Utilizing Bitcoin, utilizing cryptocurrency is a peaceful protest. It's a peaceful exit from the system. In the past, if I wanted to use a different money than what's what I'm given in the U.S., you know, we would have to have some kind of war to fight it, fight this out. And now there, there is no war. There's a peaceful exit because I can choose and the people I do business with can choose to utilize cryptocurrency instead of fiat currencies. And we can have a peaceful exit from the system. But it's important that you understand those implications of it. And also, don't let this these times of fear in the market. You'll hear a term used quite a bit, especially in the cryptocurrency space, called FUD. F-U-D. Fear, uncertainty, doubt. Now, FUD is what is spread in the media. Now, once you understand what that is, you'll see it used in other aspects, not just in crypto. When they're trying to scare you from something that could potentially be good, could, could something that could potentially benefit humanity, the media will scare you from it. Just like we've seen study after study after study on the benefits of medical marijuana within certain types of patients. And not too long ago, I saw an article talking about how, um, you know, marijuana users, regardless of whether they smoke it or eat it, uh, were five times as likely to have a heart attack. Now, you know, how that study even even created, I don't know, but it's obviously probably something from, from pharmaceuticals. So to get away, I'm not going to get into that. That's a different story altogether. I'm just showing you that this is not just limited to cryptocurrency, to this blockchain space. This is really, anytime something like that is designed to scare you away. So China's trying to announce again they're banning Bitcoin. Now, if you're keeping track, I don't know, someone may need to Google it, but there's so many times, just in the five years I've been in the space, that China has banned Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, or some aspect of it. Creates fear, creates panic. You may say, why are we not used to this? Why does it still impact the market today? It's one thing I saw a lot across social media groups that were talking about it. And I can tell you because there are Chinese citizens that are holding cryptocurrency, that have mined crypto in the past, and maybe they've stopped since the recent mining ban, but they hold crypto, they have crypto, and they may even have accounts on exchanges. So when China announces a crackdown on certain uh, exchanges, some of these people out of fear and panic wanting to preserve what they have will sell off that cryptocurrency and that that, that triggers, uh, you know, selling at lower prices. As the price starts to drop, it may just be exchanges that are in Asia, but a lot of people and a lot of, ro a lot of bots are programmed out there to play arbitrage. So you typically see other exchanges catch up with those pricing. Uh, those pricings and and the next thing you know uh, the global drop in, in the market has happened that's what happened it's as simple as that it's a game learn how to play the game it dropped uh, it stopped will it drop some more maybe it's possible you know you never know what's going to happen the Evergrande thing has not passed us either uh, with Evergrande in China is a large real estate company with 300 billion dollars in debt they're at, at risk of defaulting and that's what caused all the global markets to drop earlier in the week uh, but, you know, China did infuse, I think it was like 18 or 19 billion dollars into into the market to add some liquidity to ease some of those fears. And we saw a little bit of rebound in price. Um, and like I said, that's not just crypto. That's in general, because when people fear that markets are going to drop, what do people do? They remove their capital from the markets. Um, 
to preserve what they have. And when you do that, it's triggered by selling and selling drives the price down. So, but you think back to the 2008 crisis and what happened with that, uh, you can compare what's happening now, what potentially could happen, what happened with Lehman Brothers and, and the, the mortgage crisis in 2008 with subprime loans. And think about actions that people took. So in 2008, mortgage prices were dropping, stock market started to drop, all markets started to drop. And what happened? A lot of people panic sold because they, were, they saw their values going down. Now, if you're selling at the top of a market cycle, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're panic selling after the market has already fallen quite a bit, then you've fallen victim to that, that fear mentality that, oh shit, I gotta get out before I lose all my money. And those that were buying when the market was crashing, buying when there was the proverbial blood on the streets, those people are the ones that, that accumulated true wealth from that cycle of 2008. So that's one thing I've learned in my, in my journey of investing and trading, especially in the cryptocurrency market, is when a lot of that fear and people are panicking, that's when you buy. You know, when Bitcoin hit 28,000 that one time, uh, just recently after a big drop, and everybody was saying it's going down below 20, uh, you know, I took advantage of buying at 28. It could have dropped to 20 and I probably would have bought more, but I knew at that potential that it also had the potential to reverse. So bought some at 28 and then what happened? It went up. So from an investing, from an investing standpoint, you've got to learn how to uh, buy when there's fear in the market. Now, outside of that, um, the other thing that's important is building your knowledge, because if you think Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is going to zero, you have no belief in it. So you have to build that belief. But I started building my belief by studying the history of money. I started out with the history of money and really study where we've gone from barter all the way to blockchain and everywhere in between. And when you see what's evolved with our current fiat systems, that's where we have money that is backed by nothing. Our dollar is backed by nothing. It hasn't been backed by gold since the early 70s when Nixon took us off of the gold standard. So when I understand how those currencies work, and then I started compounding that issue with understanding how the banking system worked all the way from the Federal Reserve down to uh, individual banks with fractional reserve banking, it's a broken, corrupt system. There's a reason banks hold your money. Most banks don't charge you to hold your money, but they also pay you crap for interest if they pay you any interest. Most, most banks, and then they use that money to make their money on the markets and you don't get a piece of that because they're just holding it for you. Anytime you want to do something with your own money and it's questionable, they can freeze it. So they, that, that takes away your freedom of control, your freedom of choice. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency gives you the ability to take that freedom back. So that's why it's important to understand because for us, I feel it's important for everybody to understand it. It's vital that you learn the current systems and learn what Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is because it's important to really prepare ourselves for what's coming and also our kids and grandkids are going to grow up in a world that the, the current system cannot continue like it is just from the amount of corruption the amount of control the amount you know people are designed to be free and the, the more you restrict our freedoms eventually there's a revolution now in the past revolutions have been bold and bloody and i think this digital revolution is not going to be that because we've got the ability to peacefully exit and technology is continuing being built to allow us to exit these systems without having to go to another side of a border, without having to raise one weapon. It's gonna give us the ability to digitally exit a broken system and I choose to transact 
in this new economy, in this new system that gives freedom back to the people. So it's important to understand that. And I probably said important a thousand times already uh, today, uh, both in this video and in some other recordings I've done, just because I can't stress enough that what's happening you need to pay attention to on a global scale. And don't let the major headlines of the media sway you. I mean, I pointed out something a, a couple weeks ago where there was a headline about how Bitcoin adoption in El Salvador is going to cost Western Union over $400 million. And the article itself wasn't written that bad, uh, but it was the headline was designed to grab your attention so people think, oh, this is a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Just like Netflix killed Blockbuster, better technology wins out. Western Union has been profiting off of some of the poorest people in the world with outrageous rates just to send money back to friends and family members that it needs to go. It needs to, to go. And they're either going to adapt or they're going to go away because right now their, their model is obsolete. Who needs it? Who needs to go to a video store when I can go to Netflix and I can access something instantly. Same thing when it comes to Western Union and Bitcoin adoption. And that's just a start. El Salvador is just the first country. You're going to see other countries get on, on board. I mean, my prediction is Panama is coming soon. Uh, we saw Ukraine is making moves. Uh, there's quite a few countries that are going to get on board and realize that, that people want freedom. People want cryptocurrency, Bitcoin being the most longest, most established cryptocurrency out there. So people are going to dive into that one. Uh, and Lightning Network has made it easier to transact with Bitcoin without large fees and without long uh, confirmation times. So a lot of people are diving in. Uh, you know, it started out with companies. Now it's moving over to countries. And we're seeing what's going to happen. But you're going to see these narratives of people trying to sway you away. Um the IMF announced that, that El Salvador could lose uh, its good credit rating if they continue with their Bitcoin uh, process. The president of El Salvador is not swayed by that. When Bitcoin dipped, they bought another 150 Bitcoin because they realize it is the future. They realize that they have freedom with that versus when they were, they were using the U.S. dollar for the last 20 years. And their people were no closer to prosperity. In fact, their people were becoming poorer and poorer because they don't have access to the financial systems we have in the U.S. And so as the U.S. continued to print and print more dollars, inflation was making those people of that country poorer and poorer. And they were already, you know, in, in a state of desperation. So when you think about here, we don't really notice it because for us, the changes are in the grocery store. Prices go up 5%, 10% a year. And it's noticed, it's complained about, but nothing is really done. It's not really being able, to, it's not made a big issue about it. So that's why that's why it's really crucial that you understand what cryptocurrency is. So I'm giving you all the reasons of why based on what's happening in the world today. If I want to transact, if I want to interact, um, I can do it with anybody, whether they're standing right next to me or whether they're across the world, they can do that with cryptocurrency. Whereas if I want to do that in the old system, uh, banks can block the transaction. PayPal, Western Union, all of these companies, they only exist to facilitate uh you know the transaction and i call them vampire companies because they provide no value they facilitate the transaction and they take a, a, a cost a cost that is way you know it, it's much more than what the actual cost of that transaction is to the company so it's not you know that's why cryptocurrency it's not that there's no fees there are fees within cryptocurrency but those fees are reasonable those fees are, are designed to incentivize the network those that build the network to keep it going 
and, and that's the true cost of a transaction. It should be, you know, and, and it's to the point where there'll be so many transactions on these networks that it'll be close to free, next to free, very, you know, fractions of what we call fractions of a penny now, because, you know, as we move towards adoption, we're going to see more and more this technology evolve and better things, better user interfaces. Just like if you've sent Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency to anyone before, you can understand it's, it's kind of nerve wracking. You either have to scan a QR code or copy and paste a long string address, make sure you got it right, make sure there was no attack in the middle. And that's one thing FIO, our sponsor does, is FIO allows you to create your own, what we call a FIO crypto handle, which is a human readable address. So instead of this long string of letters and numbers, when I go to copy and paste, like if you if you want to send crypto to my Edge wallet, it's Wayne at Edge. That's my address. You don't have to copy and paste. And that's whether it's Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, or any other cryptocurrency within that within that wallet that I, any any that I have activated within that wallet. You send it there, and the protocol handles sending it to the right place. There's no fear that did I copy and paste it wrong. Did I, did I do it wrong? There's a lot of fear. Even if you've been in the space a while, there's still a little. When, when I send a quite a bit of crypto across, you know, across any network, it, it's nerve-wracking until it shows up. And FIO makes that easier. And I just give that as an example, as that's one way that protocols are coming out to make adoption easier. To send emails back in the early days, in the early 90s when email first came out, uh, you had to be a computer programmer to understand it. But these interfaces got built on top of it. That made it so much easier to where now, a grandmother can send an email on an iPad with the swipe of a finger. That that same the same pro, the same processes are happening behind the scenes that were happening in the 90s. Maybe a little bit of improvement on the back end, but what's improved greatly is the user interface, and that's what's going to happen with crypto education and great user interfaces that make things easier. What's going to drive adoption? Because then, when you have that, why would you want to use an old system? I tested. Uh, a system out recently. So coin payments is a cryptocurrency platform that allows you to integrate crypto payments into e-commerce websites. My websites where I sell the hats that I'm wearing right now, uh, that, that website has coin payments integrated. So if someone wanted to pay me with coin payments, coin payments has an integration with FIO now to where instead of me having to copy and paste the crypto address, having to copy and paste the exact amount of crypto, whichever one I choose to send, I can choose to send a FIO request to my wallet, and then when I go in my wallet, all I do is swipe my finger to approve it, and the transaction's done. It's that simple. It's easier than making a credit card payment now. So when systems like that happen uh, and, and really get more attention globally, when you see people really start to catch on, then people are going to realize how much easier crypto is to use. And a lot of people are, are wanting to be are wanting to be paid in crypto. Just in the past week. Tom Brady. Now, I'm not a big Tom Brady fan, but he's one of the best quarterbacks. Uh, definitely one, you know, the most Super Bowls. Uh, Tom Brady has has requested that a portion of his pay either be in Bitcoin, Litecoin, or Solano, or, or a combination of those. Now, why would he want that? Because he realizes the value of that versus dollars. If so, you know, people are like, oh yeah, great, Tom Brady's in the crypto, but that should that should get you thinking. Why is he wanting this? Uh, when one, he can buy it, but he sees the value uh, of putting pay, diversifying into that because he's hedging against his other option is to take it in dollars. So this is an option to really position yourself. That's why it's important to, to, to learn this. So I've talked a lot about that. Now I'm going to talk about the how. How do you get in? How do you learn more about crypto? I can tell you there's a few different resources. One I always point people to 
is go to newscrypto.io. It's going to be in the description of this podcast, whether you're watching the video or listening to the audio. Um, go to newscrypto.io and create a free account if you don't have one already. And there's an education section there. Go through the free education. Learn about what cryptocurrency is, why is it important, and then start following podcasts like this or others that are talking about education. I'm not talking about the YouTubers or, or the podcasters that are telling you to buy this or buy that because it's going to pump. Anybody that's telling you that, uh, chances are they're probably being paid to say that. And two, they're probably, you know, it, nobody really knows what's going to happen with the market. I'm not going to tell you what to buy. All I'm going to tell you is as you learn more, you're going you're gonna to be able to decide what you want to buy there. Uh, am I invested in Bitcoin? Absolutely. Do I have other cryptocurrencies that I'm invested in? Absolutely. Are there some cryptocurrencies out there that I feel are absolute crap and you should stay away from? Yes, absolutely. Anybody can create a cryptocurrency. Anybody can. So it's important to learn about them. That way you know which ones have value, which ones are just copy and paste, uh, which ones are not really doing anything, which ones um, are truly innovating. That's why it's important. So that's my challenge to you. Go to News Crypto. Also, uh, go to, um, I also have a link in here, uh, FIOProtocol.ecosystems. You can see the different platforms, both wallets and exchanges that use the FIO protocol, some more than others. Uh, one of the ones that I've used the most has been the Edge Wallet. That's one of the integration partners of FIO. If you, if you go download the Edge Wallet or set up your Edge Wallet, you can go in and create, it's, it's listed in there as FIO name. Uh, it's going to be changed to crypto handle soon, but you can get your FIO name, which will be your wallet address, and you can integrate and add that. Um, so like I said, mine is Wayne at Edge, so you can send you know send something to Wayne at Edge, and whether it's Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, it doesn't matter, and I'll get that um, to myself. And you can also send requests to people. So when you're requesting a payment, uh, just like you can send a PayPal or Venmo request through a centralized system, I can go through this decentralized system, and I can send a request to someone for payment. So it'll allow you to do business, accept payments in crypto. Uh, so much more coming from that space. So get that set up and learn how you know learn how how much easier it can be to utilize crypto now versus the way it's been in the past. And share this with others. You have other people. If you've been in crypto a while, it's important that you you have other people uh, that you share. At least tell them what crypto is, or at least educate them on on the right way. When you hear people saying things that are incorrect about Bitcoin or about cryptocurrency, uh, we've got to fix some of these preconceived notions about what it is, what it truly is. Uh, you know, the biggest scare tactic out there has been uh, governments and, and banks and all saying that only criminals use Bitcoin, only criminals use cryptocurrency. You know what? Criminals' number one currency of choice is actually the U.S. dollar. But besides that, guess what criminals also use? Criminals use the Internet. Should we stop using the Internet? No. Criminals also use roads to drive on. Should should we stop avoid roads? No. That it shows you that the the medium itself is inherent. It can be used for good or bad. So it's not really about hey, Bitcoin is used by criminals. Yeah. So Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin is also used by many people that are trying to do good in the world. So it's not Bitcoin that's bad. It could be just the way the person is using it. So it's important to understand that um, when you hear those those narratives about it. You hear that foot about it and teach people about it. I wear this Bitcoin hat a lot of times. I have multiple hats with different logos on at some of our companies and I'll wear Bitcoin before I wear some of the other companies' hats. Why do I do that? Because people know Bitcoin. They've heard about Bitcoin. Even people that aren't interested in it, aren't invested in it, they've heard of it. So when they see that hat, it's a conversation starter to where I can tell them a little bit more about it. 
why it's important. Uh, back when, when the market was down before the pump in, in, in 2020, uh, I was wearing a Bitcoin hat to a Trader Joe's grocery store. And the guy bagging the groceries looked at me, saw my hat and said, Bitcoin, is that still a thing? And I explained to him, yes, it is, why it is, and what he needed to do to learn more about it. And he should really dig deep into it. Now, I think when I told him that Bitcoin was trading under $10,000, so if he listened to me, he's probably sitting pretty good right now. If he, No matter what, if he bought a little bit, if he bought a lot, everybody's different. But if he, if he invested in it, he did better with his money in there than his money sitting in U.S. dollars. That's all I'm saying. That's what it's about. Uh, is is teaching people about it. And then hopefully people don't just look at, oh, look at these gains I'm making, but they also start to understand how this technology can truly revolutionize the world. So that's it for this episode. I know I rambled a lot. It's just, it's really about the importance of understanding why you need to dig in, why education is important, because without education, people will prey on your ignorance. The media, the governments, they're going to prey on your ignorance on these topics and they'll spin a narrative, and that's when you have people that, that really don't dig in and don't understand that cryptocurrency is truly can be, cryptocurrency truly can be a movement towards freedom, a movement towards basic human rights. Your right to transact, your right to interact, your right to do business with who you want, when you want, wherever you want, that should be a fundamental right, and we can fight for it, and we don't have to pick up a gun, we don't have to get violence, we don't have to have wars to do it, we can do it by simply choosing to exit the system and put our money, our resources, our talents into uh, the future, which is cryptocurrency, which is blockchain, which is decentralized autonomous organizations. You're going to hear a lot about that in the future. I'll do a podcast in the future on that one as well, just the potential of what that can do to revolutionize governance systems around the world. So that's it for this episode, everyone. Thanks for thanks for checking in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're watching the video, plan to get back on track. Now that we have internet again, I'll be doing these at least once a week, potentially more, but for now, once a week, I'll be doing these episodes. So make sure to tune in, follow, and I'll see you all in the next episode.